Section 10 of The Toilers of the Sea by Victor Hugo. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by John Greenman. Chapter 2 A Taste Which He Had. Gilliatt had something of the savage in his nature. Mes Lettierie had similar characteristics. This savage had, however, certain refinements in his nature. He was fastidious in regard to the hands of women. In his youth, when he was still almost a child, between cabin-boy and sailor, he had heard Admiral de Suffren exclaim, Yonder is a pretty girl, but what horrible great red hands! The word of an admiral is a command in all matters. Above an oracle there stands an order. The exclamation of the baili de Suffren rendered Lethierie dainty and exacting on the point of small white hands. His own hand, a large mahogany-colored spatula, was a battle-club in lightness, and a pair of pincers for a friendly grasp, and smashed a paving-stone when it fell clenched upon it. He had never married. Either the wish or the opportunity had been lacking. The reason may possibly be discovered in the fact that this sailor was inexorable in his demand for hands like a duchess's, and it is rare to find the fisher-girls of Port-Baille with hands like these. Nevertheless, it was said at Roquefort-en-Charente that he had in earlier days discovered a coquettish grisette who realized his ideal. She was a pretty girl with pretty hands. She was spiteful and scratched. Woe to anyone who attacked her. Capable of being used as claws when required and exquisitely neat, her nails were without fear and without reproach. These charming nails had first enchanted Lethierry, and then disturbed him, and, fearing that the day might come when he should no longer be the master of his mistress, he decided not to take this love affair before the monsieur the mayor. On another occasion at Origny a girl pleased him. He was thinking of marriage, when an inhabitant said to him, "'I congratulate you. You will have a fine bousselier in her.' He obtained an explanation of this commendation. At Origny a certain custom prevails. They take a cow-dung and fling it against the wall. When it is dry it falls, and it is used for fuel. These pieces of dried dung are called coipio. A girl at Origny has no chance of being married unless she is a good hand at making these. This talent put Lethierry to flight. However, he possessed in the matter of love or liaison a kind of coarse peasant philosophy, the wisdom of a sailor always captivated, but never enslaved, and he was wont to boast of having been, in his youth, easily conquered by a cotillon. What is now called a crillonin was then called a cotillon. This signifies both more and less than a wife. These rough mariners of the Norman archipelago are gifted with wit. Nearly all of them can read and write. On Sundays little cabin boys, eight years of age, may be seen seated on a coil of rope with book in hand. These Norman sailors have always been sarcastic, and have, as the saying goes, made mot. It was one of them, bold pilot Keripel, who tossed at Montgomery, 
when he had taken refuge in Jersey after his unlucky lance thrust at Henri Le Deux, this sarcasm: "A mad head hath broken an empty head." It was another Tuzot, skipper at Saint Brelade, who made this philosophical pun, wrongly attributed to Archbishop Cannes: "After death." Popes become butterflies, and sires become mites. Note, après la mort, les papes deviennent papillons, et les sires deviennent sirons. End of chapter 2. A taste which he had.